Welcome into a special Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith, and it might as well be called Brady Insider Live because that is what we are here to talk about. No, it was not a dream. No, you did not make this up. Tom Brady announced he is officially unretiring after a long, I don't know, 41, 42-day yeah. stint. I don't know about you, but I was having a pretty chill Sunday there for a while. Yeah, why did we think that was an option <laughs> in the middle of March? I don't know. And uh, so here it is. This is his message that he sent out saying that he is officially coming back. So we are here to talk about what that means for this franchise, aside <clears throat> from the fact of a lot of excitement for Bucks fans, the Bucks organization. I mean, we have just seen the impact he has had on this team, on this city. So first, I'd love to hear your reaction to seeing that he was back and in, in, in your chill Sunday, uh, <laughs> what that was like to see that he was officially coming well, back. Well, that had to be the biggest absolute lack of roster move that the franchise has ever had. <laughs> because there really was no move. Right. When he uh, elected to retire, about a month and a half ago, he didn't. We didn't actually make a roster move. There Which, was, thank goodness. And so there was no move to make yesterday either. It was just uh, he's back, and yeah, I was surprised. It, um, it, there wasn't really any warning, but <laughs> it was it was it was nice. It was you know sometimes you get a little piece of news that you didn't see coming, and and uh, it's good news. I mean, it was it was an exciting Sunday, that's for sure. It was going to be much more exciting going forward now as well. Yes, which speaking of that, that is largely what we are here to talk about because we know everybody knows he's back. So now we are going to discuss what that means to this franchise moving forward. And so let's talk about the timing of his announcement and how well that works for the organization <laughs> and what that is going to mean for Yeah, well, in about two hours, the legal tampering period, as they call it, will start. Uh, and that's when teams can start talking to uh, free agents of other teams. But even before that, the Buccaneers have been able to talk to their own free agents. So we all, we all obviously already know Chris Godwin is coming back on the franchise tag or possibly if they can get it done, a long-term deal. Uh, there's nothing official otherwise, but we did obviously see reports that perhaps Ryan Jensen is going to resign, which would be incredible news because basically that's saying two pro bowlers who you might have been without are now hopefully coming back, definitely in Tom Brady's case, and, and we may have news on Ryan Jensen at some point, and there's been nothing official from the team yet, but I think you can see how that would impact the decisions of all those guys. And there's still another 21 unrestricted free agents to deal with and a couple restricted free agents. So there's a lot of work to potentially get done, but I gotta believe, I mean, this isn't rocket science. If Tom Brady's coming back, that would make it more likely that a lot of these guys would choose to come back as well. The most obvious one probably that everybody's thinking, the, the first connection you're gonna make is Rob Gronkowski, right? There right. he is. You know, the, Rob Gronkowski would seem much more likely to come back to play with Brady just like he did two years ago. Yeah, and everybody <clears throat> talked about Brady's recruiting ability, the power of Brady to make guys want to come play with him, want to be on the team. So when it's free agency is all about selling people, to, and, and especially to get them to sign for things that let you have the salary cap room. And so what do you feel like are some of the priorities now of, and, and even just the strategy of free agency when it was are we able to do all these things under the cap room? Are we rebuilding? Are mm -hmm. we not? And now knowing, and I know that we have a statement from Jason Light that he put out as well, talking about their ideas here. And so he is obviously saying that, you know, now they're trying to reload this roster for another championship run is the end of that statement. And what do you think that is going to mean in terms of the priorities of who they try to bring back, how they try to do that in our, our, our salary cap situation? Yeah, to me, the other than the actual I'm coming back from Tom Brady, the best quote of the night is the last sentence there on Jason Light's statement. Um, you see you don't see the word rebuild there. You see mm -hmm. reload. And 
I had wondered going into the start of free agency if we would see from the moves the Buccaneers were making how they were going to approach the season, considering you thought you didn't have Tom Brady. And the, that makes a really big question mark at the most important position on the field. You don't know if you can get another player that's going to be so impactful and can make so much out of this offense. You just don't know. I mean, it could have possibly happened, but now you don't have to worry about that anymore. So I thought the roster moves might tell us whether the Buccaneers were going to actually go into rebuild, even if they don't want to say that word. Now it's pretty obvious it's reload, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and we haven't seen a ton, but we've seen the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, which is a move that I would say is pretty aggressively going for it, right? Um, and, and maybe Ryan Jensen returning would be a pretty aggressive going for it type of move as well. Maybe if Rob Gronkowski chooses to return now because of Tom Brady. But I think it's all amped up by a huge amount, the fact that we know Tom Brady's going to be back. I mean, to me, that, that sets the direction for the franchise for this coming season. When headed into free agency, I wasn't sure which way they were going to go. Right, and so now that we do know Tom Brady is back, looking at not only free agency, but also the draft, just <clears throat> the biggest priorities of, we've talked a lot about who we're going to re-sign, yeah. but maybe who you're also trying to get outside of that or some of the positions that now become potentially even more important. What do you see as the biggest priorities of what you are not only keeping, but potentially adding to this team? Well, I would be surprised if there are uh, very many like high profile additions, just because the Buccaneers are in the exact same position they've been in the last two years when the priority was clearly getting back as many of your own free agents as possible, because that's a lot of really good players on that list. And there are always ways to make cap room. And we've already seen the Buccaneers do a little bit of that with Vita Vea this in the past few weeks, but, um, you still, there is a finite amount at some point. And I think their first priority, just as it was each of the last two years, will be to keep their own players of this championship core intact. And, and you saw like last couple of years, there was one or two additions like Giovanni Bernard last year, um, but mostly it was keeping your own guys. Uh, the, the, I would say the biggest questions are probably the offensive line because um, Jason Light and Bruce Arians made it clear at the Combine a couple weeks ago that maintaining a dominant offensive line is a top priority. And that's not easy when your left guard is retired and your right guard and your center are both potential unrestricted free agents. Uh, so I would think that is still, and we re-signed Aaron Stenny, by the mm -hmm. way, so that helps. So you can see movement there, trying to keep that offensive line intact. And then what are you gonna do in the backfield since Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are both un unrestricted free agents. Obviously, we saw how well Leonard Fournette has fit into this offense with Tom Brady and company, but he may be looking for a long-term deal or a bigger deal somewhere else. So how are they going to resolve what's going on in the backfield? And then obviously the offensive line. And I, with the offensive <coughs> line, it's been funny to see people wondering if Ali Marpet was going to come out of retirement, but apparently I think not. apparently not. <laughs> it seems like he actually is retired. Uh, <laughs> I know that uh, we, we hoped that maybe it just meant that those words didn't mean anything to anybody. And now that Brady's back in the right. retirement, he could just come back. So, um, yeah, with Aaron Stinney resigning overall, what do you think of the, the draft with an offensive lineman and where the Bucks are drafting, mm -hmm. how much of a a benefit that could be where they're picking and the type the type of guy is it a first round choice is it a more right. of a second or third rounder yeah the uh, last week's mock draft when i did i actually gave the buccaneers zion johnson from boston college and uh it just seemed like there was good value there at the end of the first round with a couple of interior offensive linemen but on the other hand as i mentioned in that article jason light and company have shown that they can find starting offensive linemen in the second and third round they kind of had to move around a little bit to do it. I think they traded up for both Ali Marpet 
and Alex Kappa. Right. But they found, and Donovan Smith was a second rounder as well, though a high second rounder, they have been able to find starting in an immediate, almost in, in Ali Marpet and Donovan Smith's case, immediate starters in the second and third round. So um, you don't absolutely have to devote your first round pick to that. And uh, I, I think there are other positions that will show some value there late in the first round, including cornerback and wide receiver. So there's a lot of ways the Buccaneers can go. And maybe, maybe they won't be so desperate for an offensive lineman if the reports on Ryan Jensen are true and if they can get Alex Kappa back because with Aaron Stinney you hope that he can step right in at left guard and play as well as he did uh, in the playoffs in 2020 when the Buckners were on the way to the Super Bowl. Okay all right we had a couple uh, Facebook questions that I'll get to here. Um, Asher wanted to know do you think the reconstruction of Vita Vea was freeing up money to sign Fournette? I, you know I never really connected the dots directly between the fact that they're freeing up money for the start of free agency and one specific free agent, but that does make some sense, yeah. Uh, it's just running back contracts are tricky because they're tricky to speculate about because you just don't know which, there's a lot of teams I think don't want to spend a lot of money on running backs. I don't know if the Buccaneers are in that position or not. Um, you know, this is a team that throws the ball probably almost like two thirds of the time and they like a, Bruce Arians wants to have a balanced offense, but that more means a running game that, that you're worried about if you're the other team, that at least is something that makes the other team have to concentrate on. That doesn't mean we're going to run the ball 50% of the time. It just means you have an effective running game when you need to. Right. So does that diminish the value of running back? Or do you look at Leonard Fournette over the past two seasons, including especially including the 2020 postseason and most of last year, and go, well, this guy maybe he's a little bit better than, than what you can find mm -hmm. just on the street elsewhere or how you think Keyshawn Bond can fill that role. So it, it, I think it's a little bit tricky. I don't know if that move was made specifically for Leonard Fournette, but it was obviously made to be able to retain some of these guys. Right, and is that an area too where <coughs> knowing Brady's back, the type of running back that works well with him that he likes to work with, that does that also change either the desire to bring back Fournette or, or Ronald Jones or even just who you would be looking at Otherwise, that it's one thing to just know, okay, we want a running back, but mm. the type of running back that you know works well in a Tom Brady-led offense. I would think on maybe even a smaller or a different way to look at it would be Tom Brady's back. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably fair to say that Tom Brady's input has had an effect on the Bucks' decisions on offense over the last couple of years. So will Tom Brady's return and will, will he start having input again? I would think so. Right. And if Tom Brady really wants Leonard Fournette back, I would think that would be... <laughs> you know, a, a big impetus for, mm -hmm. for the Buccaneers to try to bring him back. All right, so our next question uh, is from Richard here, and <clears throat> he said, with Brady coming back, how does that affect our salary cap? So we talked about the idea of what it means for our salary cap of all the other people you're going to try to now bring back, but how about it, him individually? You mentioned that they had not made any roster moves, right. and so what does his impact on the salary cap mean for this year? Well, it doesn't change anything at the moment because there was no roster move. So I guess they were they would have one of the reasons that the Buccaneers were not didn't immediately make a move and put them on reserve retired or something like that is you just you wanted to let it play out and see what the best way was to handle the roster move in terms of the salary cap impact. You know, would you would you make them up? Would you make the move after June first? That kind of thing to spread the impact over two years. Um, so the the salary cap didn't change at all because there was no roster move. And you have to remember that Tom Brady, for being a top three quarterback in the NFL, the salary that he's making is incredibly, almost insanely good value for the Buccaneers. So um, I'm not sure exactly. 
I, I don't think that his decision to unretire hurts the Buccaneers in terms of the salary cap, but in the bigger picture, the amount of the salary cap that he's taking up to be a top three quarterback in the NFL is, is a value. Honestly. All right, and our uh, next one here is from <coughs> Jamie, who said, do you think we get a long-term deal done with Godwin soon? So how does this re-signing of Brady or Brady coming yeah. back affect the idea of Godwin being yeah. on the franchise tag versus long-term? I think so. I really, honestly, it's just a hunch, but uh, the, the, the salary cap impact of the franchise tag is about 19.2 million, just period. That's what it is next year. But if you do a long-term deal and, you know, Mike Williams, for instance, for the Chargers recently got six or three years, 60 million, so like 20 million a year. Seems like that would be a starting point for Chris Godwin. I'm not a an agent or a salary negotiator, but it's just common sense, right? But you can structure that deal so that the salary cap hit for the first year is less than that. So if you can work out a long-term deal with Chris Godwin, you can actually, he can actually make more, but have less of a salary cap hit this year. And since this is, this could be Tom Brady's last year, right? This is definitely a go all in, go for it year. And you would probably want to push off some of the salary cap hit into later years when the salary cap is probably going to grow and it'll be easier to fit it anyway. So signing Chris Godwin to a long-term deal is almost certainly going to help the Bucks in terms of salary cap now, right. which is obviously great motivation for the team to get it done. So does Chris Godwin want to do a long-term deal with the Buccaneers? My guess is yes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not you know, at home with Chris Godwin. I don't know how he yeah. really feels, but my guess is that he would like to stay here, particularly with Tom Brady returning, right? Yes. So I, my, my hunch is that they will get a long-term deal done with Chris Godwin this year. Um, if you remember last year, he actually signed the franchise tag just about eight days after getting it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he pretty quickly he, he signed it. So we'll see if he does that, then obviously he's intending to play it out and hit free agency next year. But if you don't see that happening quickly, then that's probably a sign that they're trying to get Working something Working on that deal. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on this special edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. We are so excited about a return <laughs> of Tom Brady. Thank you all for watching. And, of course, this kicks off a very exciting week of free agency, so make sure you stay tuned to Buccaneers.com for all of our coverage of that.